You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. It's November 30th, episode 3069, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, Horse World. Happy holidays to the Equine Network and Horse Radio Network family. This is Laura Berry from Fallon, Nevada, wishing you all a bright and lovely holiday season of full hay barns and low vet bills. I wrote a song for someone we all know and love. It may embarrass him deeply, but I'm hoping he's honored and doesn't quit because of it. In all fairness, he should have done more research on his boss before taking on the role. And I'm an okay-ish singer, so here it goes. You know Jamie and Lisa and Joy and Glenn, Reese and Philip and Karen and Coach Jen. But do you recall the most famous young trainer of all? Barrett, the farm boy trainer, wants to learn what Jamie knows. He picked up the phone and called her. Now every day his knowledge grows. All of the HRN listeners didn't even know his name. Jamie just called him Farm Boy. Now he's gaining internet fame. Then one windy, oaky day, Barrett came to say, I think thoroughbreds are all right. I'm adopting one tonight. Barrett became a horse owner. He didn't even tell his mom. Training without fear, anger. He'll show the Cowboys how it's done. Merry Christmas. Whoa! God, I talk too much. I mean, I just say way too much. Oh, I am totally not telling him about that. I am sweating. I couldn't wait for you to hear that. I'd take off my room. Oh, God. <laughs> he is going to quit if he ever hears that. <laughs> Jamie obviously Ooh. doesn't hear these beforehand. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got to say, Laura, you nailed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Laura you got to is... start playing these for me ahead of time. <laughs> I mean, she nailed it. It was perfect. Oh, uh, God. I I'm already understand his mother hates me. Now he's going to hate <laughs> me, too. <laughs> uh, why do they know so much? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where All she right, got There's that. a lesson for you. We've been, <laughs> we've been doing this almost 13 years, and you still haven't learned that they really listen. <sighs> I had to tell you, I, I posted a saddle for sale. And then one of the auditors went on and was like, I was wondering when we're going to see this online for sale because of the other saddle that you tried. I'm like, oh, my God, I need to stop talking. <laughs> there are times over the years when you say something and I go, she's going to regret this later, but I'm letting it <laughs> Could in. Could you please <laughs> jump in at that moment? 
<laughs> Laura, that was amazing. I mean, I'm, it's Laura's so amazing. I'm that, so embarrassed. Too. Laura's the one that has sent in uh, more songs that we have played as openers for Radiothon. You know, I always pick the one classic. Uh, she has sent in so sweating. many great songs. <laughs> I am in so much trouble. <laughs> God. Well, everybody, we're going to do a show today. <laughs> Just so you know, yesterday I shared a post that Homer's brother was returned and is back up. And he was like, so is his brother? For-? I was like, you should totally get a Basset Hound and now have a thoroughbred and a Basset Hound. You'll be totally part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I looked at that Basset Hound and I said, I showed it to Jennifer and she's like, you know, Oklahoma is a long way to drive to get a dog. So. No, it's not. <laughs> you can stay with us. If you too want to embarrass Jamie, you can do it by sending. Oh God! By sending I am in an sweating. Entry. I'm, I don't know why I had such a visceral reaction to that, but like one that makes me feel like I, I'm going to get. I died laughing the first time. Because <laughs> oh I knew what your reaction was going to be, and then do I, I thought, "Tell him about that," or do I just like shh? Because oh, I listen. think he would think it's funny. I've spent a, you know a couple minutes with him. <laughs> oh no. All right, auditors, let us know. Should she share or should she not share that with Farm Boy? Let us know. <sighs> By the way, Laura, that was just brilliant. And I oh. loved your setup. He should have known. <laughs> okay. Um, if you, too, want to embarrass Jamie, you can send in an entry like that. Just go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the saddle bear. <laughs> I can't do it. Click on the saddle bear. Oh, he's going to quit. At the no. <laughs> Today on the show, we, we're serious and funny today, I hope. Uh, Marty Irby is going to be here, Executive Director of Animal Wellness Action. He's going to join us to update the passing of the PAST Act, which all of a sudden I don't care about for some reason. At least I didn't <laughs> drink coffee before that. Also, I found some unusual subscription boxes and some mighty weird news coming up later in the show. So let's get this thing started. Uh, it's time for Daily Winnie's. Uh, I don't have any birthdays for auditors today, but apparently I screwed up again. Um, I got called out in the auditor room because some new people joined, and apparently I forgot to mention them. I don't know how I did that. I'm blaming the holiday or Jamie. I don't know Mm -hmm. which one of the two. Yeah, blame Farm Boy. (laughs) Farm Boy did it. So apparently I missed some. So I don't know where I missed them, at what point they signed up in the month. So this is everybody last couple of weeks. Nancy Jones, Melissa Larson, Julie Stoltz, Rachel Briggs, uh, Colleen Norns, and Carrie Miller. All signed up. Thank you so much for becoming auditors. We really do appreciate you being part of the club. And uh, you know what? Carrie Miller then sent in a song I, this one might be less embarrassing for you mm. i don't i don't remember so here we go All right, hi everyone this is carrie miller and i'm a new auditor to horse radio Yay. network here's my christmas jingle for you dashing through the snow in 24 layers i go <laughs> to feed my horses hay that cost me an arm and a leg <laughs> The hay guy wouldn't take trades, so I'm stuck with my firstborn. As I rush to the barn to feed my horses, I chant, I love them so. Here we go, marching through the snow to feed my horses hay. I'm laughing and crying as I'm trying to find the hay hook once again. Yay! Thank goodness.
his four horses in the morning as I'm trenching down to the barn. Glenn and Jamie provide the levity necessary to keep me sane and warm. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> well done, Carrie. Well done. You know what? Uh, she gets. She got. She's a brand new auditor, and she gets the whole package. She 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 nailed that. So I'm thank you for stuck that. with my firstborn. <laughs> I was waiting for the the Haga would take it in trade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your turn. God, I don't even. I mean, I guess I'll give it to Farm Boy. Please don't quit. There you go. I'm done. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to get to something else funny that I found. Uh, I found some weird gift clubs of the month. You know, gift clubs, I get ads for them all the time on Facebook now, and it's mostly the food ones or other ones, or but there's some weird-ass ones out there. We're going to talk about that. But first, I need to address something that I we've gotten uh, several emails on, and I've also had messages on. And I wanted to address why we did what we did. On October 21st, we had a guest on who spoke about going to Mongolia. And she was a great guest. And she happened to mention that while she was there, she she was living with, with the Mongolians. And I think she was in a yurt or whatever. And she uh, they served her horse meat. And, you know, we kind of went on. We changed the subject and we went on. Um, there were a bunch of people who questioned why we left that in or just didn't stop the interview. And I, I tell you what, after that show, I debated whether I was going to leave it in or not. And I'll I'm just going to read what I wrote back to everybody. And this is the reason why I left it in. Uh, and anybody that knows, you know, we've covered Mongol Derby. We've had people that have gone to Mongolia uh, a number of times on this show. And this is the reason I left it in. We debated leaving it in or taking it out. The reason we left it in was to make anyone thinking of going on one of these trips aware of what the culture was there. This way they can go in knowing that this is the way it is there and not really be surprised when they get there. You know, Mongolian travel is becoming huge. They are doing a good job of uh, getting horse people to Mongolia. But it is their culture. It is the way they do things. you got to be prepared for what you might find when you get there. Do we agree with eating horses? No. Uh, I'm a vegetarian yeah, for 38 but there, years. But then, to be honest, there's a lot of things we don't agree with that happens in the United States with horses, right? So, I, I mean, the list is pretty long on that side, too. So, the reason I left it in was kind of as a warning to everybody going there. You know, I, I said, if I take this out, then we're taking out one of the things that you might encounter when you get there. And, you know, I can't change the way the Mongolians live their lives, uh, but I can kind of give you a warning uh, through a guest of what you're going to encounter when you get there. So go in with your eyes open. So that's why I left it in. So uh, that's, believe me, we I did not take that one lightly. <laughs> I heard it. And actually, everybody was really good about it, and they, they complimented us on the way we handled it. We quickly changed the subject and moved on. Um a couple of them thought we should have stopped the interview right there. And you know what? I just thought that this w it was more important. If you're thinking about going there, be aware that that's the way it is. Uh, so anyway, that's why we did they that. They eat horses in France, though. Oh, I they mean, eat like, horses in Canada. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I would go I would go when I was in France. I would go to a restaurant, and they have their menu sitting outside, and I'd just look for the word Cheval. 
And I was like, nope, not going in there. Not going in there. Not going in there. Hey, there's and some restaurant, just... quote unquote, restaurants in Miami that oh. serve it too. You know, so, uh, so yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to belabor that. I just wanted to explain to everybody who no, didn't write I, in. I, <laughs> so. I, again, it's just an education on the culture of the 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 country. You know, and this is somebody who was there and living in that, and you know, I mean, go. There's plenty of shows you can go watch where they're eating things of the cultures and. Oh, that, and I don't watch those shows because I get totally grossed out. So. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on to something a little more fun. Instead of uh, study show this month, I thought we'd do weird gift clubs of the month. And now, there's a lot of them that, let's say, are adult. When I started looking this up, and we're not doing any of those, but there must be oh at least 5,000 of them. Are you serious? Oh, yes. Can you send me some websites? <laughs> <laughs> We'll discuss that in post-show. All right. Just send me the link. I don't want to talk about it with you. (laughs) All right. Here is a couple of them. How about the Pickle Club? Each month, a box of the best pickles made in America shows up at your gifties door. For $53 a month, you can give somebody pickles. Wait, pickles? Pickles. Like? Jars of pickles. Cucumbers soaked in vinegar. Yes. Pickles. Okay. I kind of okay. guess you could probably buy more pickles for $53 a month at the grocery store than you're going to get in the box each month. But they'll probably be prettily packaged. How about the Skulls Unlimited Bone Box? What? You heard that correct. Skulls Unlimited sends you a monthly curation of all things bones. Each box comes with osteological items. I don't even know what that means, including skulls, teeth, and claws. Of who? I don't, <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't go any further. I really didn't want to. That one, by the way, is only $25 a month. So my guess is they're replicas and not the real thing. No, there's plenty of bones out there. Just I don't want them. <laughs> yeah, you kind of wonder who's getting that box every month. 20, I'd like to see the mailing list for that. That's somebody you don't want to live beside. Somebody in our audience gets that. If you get that and you're an auditor, please post in the auditor room. I have this, a weird news story that is very oddly similar to that. Okay. So. This is one I actually thought about for your husband, because I think he'd like this. Although he likes bourbon, not whiskey, right? He likes all the things. Oh, if this it's brown, a, he'll drink it. This is a whiskey club. It gives you a monthly subscription to the world's best whiskeys. A bottle is hand-selected by experts and delivered to your door with tasting notes and secrets. Now, how much would you pay for that a month? Wait, tasting notes and secrets? What? Yeah, they just give you tasting notes, I guess. It, don't you just drink it? Do we need notes? You pour it in a glass and you drink it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I would pay for that. It depends on how fancy it is. It's like rot gut liquor is like from a still in Tennessee, or are we talking like some like it says Scottish hand selected uh, for the world's best whiskey? I can hand select whiskeys from uh, <laughs> still in Tennessee. <laughs> Seventy five dollars a month for that one bottle of whiskey. My grandpa used to make make pretty good. <laughs> Here's one for you, the Cat Lady Box. The Cat Lady Box ships cat-themed items for the cat-obsessed, including jewelry, accessories, decor, and clothes. We love how adorable all these cat-themed items are. And you can do that for $40 a month. Okay, well, that seems... Yeah, you know what? It's like when you have a basset hound. 
and oh, your family you members <laughs> give you everything basset hound. If I if I like wore my basset hound earrings with my basset hound necklace on my basset hound t-shirt that you gave me, and then the socks that have my basset hound's picture on it, you know what you are labeled as? Crazy. <laughs> so be careful how much cat wear you wear at the same time. Well, it's all the- about it's all about like you know just. Although that shirt I got you was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> <With the basket. laughs> uh, how about uh, to follow that up? How about if you're a chicken, if you're a chicken lady, the Henry plus rude chicken keepers box for the folks with flocks of backyard chickens running around. This subscription box makes perfect sense. Every month they send you coop items and treats to keep your spoiled chickens healthy and happy. Do you want me to send you that for Christmas? No, I'm good. Okay. My chickens have food and water. <laughs> $43. You have to really love your chickens. Good Lord. You know what? <laughs> to be fair, like I'm actually s- struggling with the whole chicken keeping thing now because the prices of chicken feed have almost tripled. More than horse feed? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I used to pay Who like knew? $15 for a bag, not tripled, maybe doubled. And now it's like 28 something dollars a bag. I'm like, for chicken I, feed. I don't, I don't like these enough. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep making babies. And I'm like, stop it. Nature will happen. <laughs> like, let it happen. Well, here's one. If your preference is not cats or chickens and you like rats, it's called the Rat Pack. Dogs aren't the only pets that can get monthly treats and toys. Starting at $11, rat owners can get a box of three items a month for their furry friends. Well, I would do a guinea pig box for $11. Have more than a couple of rats? A $20 (laughs) subscription gets you six items. Guinea pigs can get their own box, too. (gasps) Yes! $11 (laughs) guinea pig treats on that! Don't give me guinea pig stuff for Christmas. (laughs) I don't need any. Oh, here's one that's just why. History by mail subscription. And I thought, what the hell are they going to send you? You get reading replicas of important historical documents. That's right. They make copies of historical documents, print them out on their printer and send them to you. Why? Uh, Good question. $76 (laughs) a month. What? For That's copies, crazy. there's a guy who said, I think I can convince these people to buy replicas. I'll just put them on cheap parchment paper. Everybody gets a <laughs> copy in their first box of the Declaration, Declaration of, of Independence. Independence. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I could print out on my own. Uh, yeah. How about this one? The Letters from Dead People box. Oh, God. You receive letters that paint a story based on fictional or real historical characters, and each month gives you a mystery puzzle to solve. So again, it's a piece of paper that basically they've made up. You know what? We did go to an escape room and had to solve a crime, and it was like a million dollars for those of us to get in. So, I mean, maybe this is like that. (laughs) $154 a quarter. Oh, God. Never mind. (laughs) Okay, the Bacon Club. Uh, personally, I want this one, um, which delivers the best bacon from across America each month. You'll enjoy two to five pounds of bacon at, and a variety of cuts and flavors for $70 a month. Oh, my God. Get a pig. <laughs> oh, this is for your husband. And believe me, don't tell him because I might just give him this. It's called the Apaca Box. Oh, God. Are you we already kidding? have it. We already have it. No. I'm sure. No, I mean, not that one, but I'm sure we are probably prepped for well, something. Well, that good cat, good good catch on the pocket box. Are you getting ready for Doomsday? 
Well, better be prepared with the Apaka Box, a subscription box that's based on survival. Every month you receive a collection of survival tools that will help you get ready for the apocalypse. Okay, what is that website? Is that I am getting him that for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> A paca box. I thought, I thought, my God, this is so him. Oh, I'm just going to get it for him and make fun of him the whole time. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. I just want to see what's it? in it. 50 bucks a month. Oh, yeah, I don't love that much. Well, you know, you could probably do it for a quarter and cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Three months would be worth it. I want to see what's in the damn box. Um, There's a boomerang in it? What is that going to do to help you? <laughs> that will not help you with the zombies. Playing the cards, a boomerang. I guess if you want to, you know, you're stuck down in the uh, your the cellar. <laughs> cellar, you want to play cards. The boomerang is going to be tough in the cellar, though. I don't know. Well, Can I kill? can't even throw a boomerang. Who am I going to get? Let me get zombies with the boomerang. <laughs> all right, one more. The House of Rituals box. This is for all our Wiccan friends. The House of Rituals box by Tamed Wild is a fun option for modern Wiccans in need of supplies for rituals, spells, prayers, and intentions. Okay, when you preface that, you said this is for all of our Wiccan friends. Yes. Do you have a lot of Wiccan friends? I do have a couple of Wiccan friends, and you're going to say, why does Glenn have a couple of Wiccan friends? That's what I was thinking. Yes, well, remember, <laughs> I used to do Renaissance fairs in the old days. So so those people are Wiccans, notoriously? Uh, there are a few, yes. They do okay. come out for the Renaissance fairs. So that's only $20 a month if you want your Wiccan box. Uh, so there you go. There's some of the odd ones and then all the adult ones I couldn't mention. <clears throat> Those are the ones I'm interested in. <laughs> we'll talk about that after in the post show. <laughs> okay, Stateline Tech right now has blankets on sale, of course, because it is getting really, really cold and snowy in a lot of places. So check out your cold weather blankets uh, right there on the website. Also, tons of different holiday gifts that you can buy for your family or your friends or your barn mates, all of that, all of that. So head on over to statelinetech.com right now. They also have... Um, a, a super sale section for 60% off orders of over $100, so you can go right there as well. Healthcare and supplements, outerwear, boots, all of that. All the things you need for winter and for your holiday shopping. Check it out at statelinetech.com. The next guest is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. We have our friend Marty Urbion, who's executive director of Animal Wellness Action. He's been on the show many times before. Hi, Marty. Hey, Glenn. How are you? Good. We have a couple things to talk about. One good, one not so good, I think. Um, so, Marty, the PAST Act is what we've t we've talked about this for the last 10 years you've been coming on How this show. How do you show. think he feels? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we have. It's been uh, almost a decade, actually. It really has. I think you've started coming on at the beginning of it. So, yep. uh, what happened with the PAST Act? Well, we have some good and bad news, I guess. The good news is the legislation did pass the U.S. House of Representatives again just about two weeks ago. Um, the bad news is that it passed by a vote of 304 to 111 which means that it's actually lost support because it had previously passed by a vote of 333 to 96. So all of that to say is that we don't really stand any chance of seeing movement in the Senate as usual. And as we've been saying for 10 years, the Kentucky and Tennessee senators 
have been blocking this legislation. They will continue to do so. But we continue to have discussions with people in the walking horse breed and with some of the groups in the coalition that's been promoting the PAST Act for many years about potential compromise legislation that could be achieved in the next Congress because we will have a farm bill come up, which is only every six years. And we have attempted that over the past few farm bills, but we weren't in the right place. I think at this moment in time and in 2023, when we get there, we'll be in a good spot where we'll have people in the industry and animal advocates alike looking to try to do something in that farm bill that everyone can agree on. So, so in, rather than being, it's, by the way, we're talking about the anti-soaring. If you don't know what the past act is, I should have clarified that. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what the idea is, then bury it in the farm bill with a whole bunch of other stuff, and then it's not so blatant? Well, if, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's buried. I think it'll be very uh, out front and public, um, pretty much all of these things are, because we'll have to do it as some sort of amendment in the committee or on the House floor, or potentially the Senate floor, but um, it is to prevent all soaring tactics or past acts. And um, I do think we've got a good shot. The incoming chairman of the House Agriculture Committee, uh, Glenn Thompson from Pennsylvania, is a good friend to horses, has been a supporter of the past act for many years, but he also has people on his committee who are from Tennessee and Kentucky and wants to work with them as well. So I, I think we're going to end up in a good place, hopefully by 2023. Well, all right, good. Silver lining in that one. <laughs> I think we'll be having right. you on for the next 10 years, unfortunately, about this, the way it's going. Well, we could. <laughs> <laughs> so there was another thing that was just when I read it, I just couldn't believe it. So let's talk about racing. First of all, remind everybody what got voted in and what's happened. Yes. Well, so we worked for six years to pass the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act, and that was signed into law in December of 2020, but it had a little bit of a pause or delay and did not take effect until July of this year in 2022. And so it had to get the new entity that would oversee all of the regulations and rules and enforcement for horse racing nationally in place. So this legislation created a uniform national standard for drug testing rules and regulations in American horse racing that applies to thoroughbred racing with an opt-in clause for quarter horses, harness racing, standard breads, and, and the other breeds. So we unfortunately saw a court decision that came out in a ruling in the Fifth Circuit, which is New Orleans, Louisiana, where the attorney general there, Jeff Landry, joined in with the horse trainers at the uh, Horsemen's Benevolent Protective Association in trying to derail the legislation because they want to maintain the status quo and keep drugging horses. And the circuit uh, actually ruled the legislation unconstitutional, not for what we thought the reason would be, but the, quite the opposite. If anything, we were a little worried that people would say that we had given this new private entity too much power that should be wielded by the federal government. And in fact, the courts said that we had limited the power of the federal government, which is the Federal Trade Commission or FTC, that's overseeing this new entity and that the private nonprofit had too much power on its own and had been putting out regulations without much of a decision-making process from the federal government. So, um, there are really two different things that can happen here. One is it can be appealed um, ultimately to the Supreme Court. I actually would like to see horses discussed in the Supreme Court, so I would welcome that debate. Um, or we could potentially go back and change the law. I think it would take some very minor technical corrections to change this and keep it in place 
and we're going to continue exploring those options. Obviously, we're coming to the close of the 117th Congress here with less than a few weeks away from the end of the year, but hopefully, again, in 2023, we'll be able to do something on that front because we were really set up for the new rules and testing and enforcement to be in place come January 1. Now, there's a a little bit of a twist to this in that the constitutional lawyers and the attorneys that I've talked to internally and externally are saying that the decision for now only applies to the state in that circuit. So it's deemed unconstitutional, but it is not deemed unconstitutional for the entire United States of America, if that makes any sense at all. So only a few states like Louisiana and West Virginia would not have to comply and unless another lawsuit is brought forth in these other areas, then the rest of the nation would still have to comply. So why this, would they not have to comply? I'm sorry. Yeah, why ahead. would those states not have to? Well, that's the circuit where those states are. So New Orleans, Louisiana, the AG in Louisiana and the AG in West Virginia actually are collaborating on this thing together. And I, I'm no lawyer, so I don't fully understand it myself. And it's a little perplexing, but it's specifically because it's whatever states are in that specific district and governed by that circuit of the courts versus the Supreme Court would be the entire United States is what they're saying. uh, Let me get this right. Somebody sued to have the government more involved. Is that a first? Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) To have the government more involved. (laughs) Good way to put it. (laughs) And by the way, to our friends in Louisiana who had a rough night last night uh, with tornadoes, uh, it's not the first time Louisiana would be an outlier in this country for for things. So, um, wow. That I was so it was so disheartening to read that when I woke up the one morning. Cause, you know the one thing I've learned in Congress. You know, people say, "Oh, I'll believe it when I see it." I don't do that. I don't say that. I don't believe <laughs> it. It, it. It's been implemented. It's been enforced, and it's been in place for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> then you're buying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Marty, uh, you Jamie, he sent you a text this morning, didn't he? Yeah, I, I've got to say that you messaged me this morning all excited about something. Tell everybody what you were all excited about. Well, I thought it was really interesting. You know, here in Washington, D.C., there are really few horse people, and I, I know most of them and get to know most of them. And I was at a meet and greet um, with a friend of mine for five or six new members of Congress that were coming in that have just been elected. And I was really going because there was one from Tennessee and one from my home state of Alabama. I already knew and wanted to see them again. But uh, my friend said, oh, my gosh, you've got to meet the horse guy. And I said, the horse guy? Wait, I'm the horse guy. What are you talking about? (laughs) And um, she said, no, no, this new member of Congress, he's from Oklahoma. And I immediately thought of Jamie, you know, being from (laughs) Oklahoma. And um, so she takes me over to this gentleman. His name is Josh Breachin. He was in the state legislature. He's actually a month older than me, same age I am, 43 years old, um, just got elected to Congress and is replacing a guy named Mark Wayne Mullen. And uh, he, we started talking horses. I had on my like little horse pin, my pocket square with race horses, my cowboy boots. And he was like, oh, my God, you are the horse guy. And I said, well, you were the horse guy. Anyway. Long story short, he said, give me your phone. And I, I am always the one asking members of Congress for their phone number. It's, it's kind of like a thing for me because that's how you stay in touch. And it's hard to do, but it's hard for them to tell you. No, he grabbed my phone. He said, here. And he put his number in my phone <laughs> so, or put my number in his phone and then sent me a text. And I said, wow, that's the first time that's happened. Uh, but the, the most interesting thing is that he is a cutting horse trainer. So 
we now have, I guess, a former horse trainer in Congress or coming into Congress. And so we had a really fun time talking about horses. And I do not think that I have ever seen or heard of a horse trainer being a member of Congress before now. So it'll be interesting to see what we can do with Mr. Breach. And, and uh, I don't know if that's your district or not, Jamie, but it's the second district of Oklahoma. And it's where Mark Wayne Mullen uh, was. He's now going into the U.S. Senate to represent the whole state. I have no idea, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I will tell you that I, here's, here's my surprise face that somebody that is representing Oklahoma is a cutter. That's ah. not, it's not surprised, um, but that's awesome. And there's a horse. And what's funny is you said he grabbed your phone and put his phone number in it. And I'm like, oh, he's new. He'll learn not to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was, he didn't know who you were, Marty. And you're going to, you're going to let him know who he actually is dealing with. And I love that. I love that about you. I do. You know, I love that you are who you are and you are 100% true to yourself and you have the horse's at heart and that they're the biggest interest for you. And I just, I just want to thank you for being a voice for the horses in a very intimidating and crazy place like DC. And I'm definitely proud to know you and, and proud to call you a friend. Well, I am too. No, Jamie, you mean the world to me. And I was talking to our, our good buddy Monty last night, actually. And we talked about you for a minute and um, I appreciate you so much and, and all that you do. Oh, please tell Glenn, me Monty is. Pl please tell me Monty's just sick of her, just like tired of that woman. Please <laughs> oh, no, tell me. No, no. no? Okay. Never, never. I think she's Monty's protege. I mean, if anybody is Monty's protege, it's Jamie. I told oh. her she, when when he goes, she's going to have to move to California. Live at Flag is up. I told her that. Probably so. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Let's see how yeah. Chad feels about flying out of Burbank. Uh, <laughs> beautiful downtown Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your tray tables up. We're flying over smog. <laughs> Marty, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you for joining us. Have a very happy holiday, my friend. Thank you both, and hope you have a great holiday as well. Really appreciate it. All right, All right care, Marty, Marty. Love you, mean it. Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds has one, two, three, four different formulas that we're going to chat about very briefly today. First one on the list balances the needs of horses who need calories, but they also need a little bit of focus. What's that one called? Called mass, no staff. They also have a formula that's going to balance the needs of a horse that needs a lot of energy because he is a high-performance competitor. What's that one? That one is called Freestyle Performance or Tramex. Da, 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 because yes, trail horses can be high-performance animals. And for senior horses or horses who have dental issues... That one's called senior. Tough to remember. And for those who want a top-quality, non-GMO feed, which is what all of Daily Dose Equine's feeds are, but they also have a really serious budget that they need, they need to stick to, what, are they, what do you have for them? We call that product Sweet and Safe. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. They just keep coming, Glenn. They just keep coming. <laughs> people are we still will, weird at the holidays. Pe people are still weird and we will end up in Florida, you know, as as is, you know, per the norm. Um, and, and wow, that one's good. So anyway, these are weird news stories. If you're ever reading the internet or scrolling through your phone or looking, I don't know, at a paper and you're like, this is really weird. Send it to me, Jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line. That is 
not where you send really bad ads. That's Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. I'm the weird news person, Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. J-A-M-I-E. Okay. Moving on from that, I would like to thank these lovely people who took uh, t- took up the challenge. Sarah, Brooke, Allison, Alicia, Anna, Laura, Stephanie, wow. Jolyn, Katie, and Laureen. <laughs> that is <laughs> one week. That's awesome. Y'all are the best. Now, I wish I could get to all of them, but I can't. And I wish I could tell you who sent what, but it's none of your business. So... <laughs> We are going to start, let's see, we're going to start in Kent, Oregon, okay? And, and, you know, I love tweets that police and and, and state government put out. And so I'm going to, this is from KTVL.com, which is News 10 in Oregon. And it's so bad that I almost feel like I should read it. So basically, here's what happened. There was a car fire uh, on Route 97 north of Kent on Tuesday morning, and the freeway was shut down. What was on fire? A truck full of bananas. <laughs> full of bananas. And so this is the, oh, I'm just going to, it's short. I'm going to read it it's so bad. The situation, which was not very appealing, <laughs> saw the truck incinerated and the bananas thoroughly flambéed. Drivers were advised to split and use other lanes, not monkeying around. Bunches of Oregon Department of Transportation workers helped clear the scene. All in three of blah, blah, blah. The driver of the truck uh, was escaped and unharmed. Um, hopefully the incident will not foster any ongoing issues. Now, here's the that's so terrible. I just had to read it. But here's the Oregon DOT's tweet that they put out. <laughs> Turns out this morning's closure of U.S. 97 north of Kent was due to a banana truck fire. We are very, very grateful that everyone is okay. And personally, I'm a little surprised to share that this is the third flaming banana truck of my career. (laughs) (laughs) Do they spontaneously combust or what? I don't know. (laughs) Is it like wet hay that you put up? Like, (laughs) what's going on? Why are there three banana trucks that have caught on fire in Kent, Oregon. I don't know. Well, whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, sorry. Come on. Come on. It's, it's not working. Come on. And now coming in from Central Thailand. Central <laughs> Thailand, everybody. A Buddhist temple. Let me, you know what? For those listening at home and the children listening, drugs are bad. Okay, don't do drugs because four monks and including an abbot at a temple in Fetchabun, the province of Bun Samphon district, tested positive for meth. All the monks in the temple are now in rehab because all the monks got hooked on meth and now they have no monks in the town because they're all rehab. They have been stripped of their cloaks. And uh, apparently uh, this is like a big problem in the community because like nobody's doing all the monk things. So you know what? Drugs are bad. Don't do meth and don't be a monk doing meth because you'll lose your job. Holy crap. That's not something you think about every day. No, and apparently... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. They said meth is 
found easily in every corner of Thailand and supply is up everywhere. And they're saying right now, meth is cheaper than beer. Wow. Oh, drugs are bad. Don't do drugs. And we always that's think that the United story. States is the only one that has these problems, right? Mm-hmm. But no, that's not true. Now next. Is anybody having breakfast right now? If you are, you may want to just either put it away <laughs> or come back and revisit this story at a later hour. Okay, so there's a there's an artist. His name is Mark Quinn. And he um, decided to chronicle a period of his life, good or bad. And so what Mark Quinn did was, okay, so he, he made a mold of his head, okay? So like he took like, I don't know, silicone or something, wrapped around his face and made a mold of his head and peeled it off and like set it down and got it all. There's a mold of his face. And he did this every five years for 20 years. Ooh, and you can, <laughs> yeah, you can see the mold. It's called um, self. It's a frozen cast of the artist's head. What is it made from, Glenn? What's the on the inside of self? His blood. His blood. He drew his own blood. Ten liters. How many liters is in a human body? Every five years, he would draw ten liters of his own blood, mix it with silicone, and pour that into the mold of his own head and then let it dry, flip it over and be like, here's my head. However, do you know what happens if it's not kept frozen? It melts into a big gelatinous bloody mess. So self is having to be kept on display in, um, well, it's like a free, like a freezer box, but it has a glass encaser on the top, so you can very clearly see his bloodhead. <laughs> God, I was okay with it until you got to the blood part. I was, I was yeah, with well, you. Yeah, because it's not weird until that part. <laughs> I mean, it's strange, but I wouldn't call it full fledged weird. And this is like. On this, it just actually the run just ended, so you can't see it. Just ended last week, but you know what's really disturbing is that if you go, uh, go to mymodernmet.com and you can look up Mark Quinn's self sculpture and scroll down, and you can see the disturbing photos that are right in my face as I'm trying to read the story of the giant cut up looking head. How much blood did he take out? Ten liters. He must have done it over a period of time because there's only five liters in the body. Oh boy! So he was been he did this all year. <laughs> this is dedication. That can't be. That can't be good. <laughs> There's well, dedication honey, for you. It's time for dinner. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm drawing my own blood for my art sculpture. Can we talk about the fact that the Met actually displayed it? Um, that is not at the Met. Oh, Let's okay. see where it is. It is at uh, the my modern Met is like an art website that details uh, like different art gotcha. everywhere so the med does not have it it's someplace over in um europe oh, that okay, has gotcha. displayed it and his other thing called self which is a bunch of handprints made out of bread i don't know <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> that so one weird. i can get behind not so much the blood one <laughs> uh, make something that won't rot <laughs>
All right, now we're going to get weird. This is our final story for the day. Florida. Where is it? It's in Florida. Mm. And there's a woman, woman that is suing Kraft, you know, like the mac and cheese company, for $5 million. Why is she suing Kraft for $5 million? Did she get poisoned by their food? Did she work there and fall down a flight of stairs somebody had mopped and not put up a sign? Did she get burned with hot coffee? No, Glenn. She is suing Kraft Heinz for misleading advertising. What is the company misleading her about? The company markets Velveeta shells and cheese is being ready in three and a half minutes. However, she's saying that that is not true. Okay. (laughs) It is not true. Um, Here. uh, um, Okay. So uh, Amanda Ramirez says that's the amount of time each cup needs to be microwaved and that the actual preparation process, which is opening the container Stirring in the water to let the cheese sauce thicken, that actually takes longer. You have to open the top and pour stuff in. That is not part of the three and a half minutes, and it is false advertising, and I will not stand for it, and you owe me $5 million. Ramirez's legal team says she is like many consumers who seek to stretch their money as far as possible when buying groceries and chose Velveeta over other similar products because the prep time is prominently promised on the label and she wouldn't have bought it if she, quote, hadn't known the truth. So she her two minutes of time that she lost is worth five million dollars. I waste a lot of time on the daily and that I should get paid for. You should. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. The lawsuit says the show is one of the things you probably should get paid for, but we're not going to mention that. Yeah. As an an (laughs) law. Um, Kraft Heinz was not. uh, Oh, by the way, she's also looking into other products. (laughs) So you better like over over deliver and under promise, right? So I'm like, you know what? The lawyer thought this was a good idea. One that had nothing else to do. It reminds me of like Seinfeld when Kramer yes. walks into yeah. the Lord to Jackie's office. He's like, Jackie, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> this is what's happening. You know what? You're right. That is a lie. Three and a half minutes. It takes at least four. At least four. Because you have to open yeah. the container and pour everything in. So that is a lie. Mm. It's true. You know what that's worth? About five billion. <laughs> Only in Florida. Well, thank you, everybody, for submitting your stories to Jamie. We really appreciate it. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, we are going to have the Sidelines Magazine issue. By the way, uh, that episode, they're talking about their pick for the hottest horseman of the year that they do every year. And he will be on the show. And you all know who he is. So I'm not saying any more than that. You You haven't said who it is? No. Uh, we're gonna that'll be tomorrow so uh tune in in to tomorrow uh so that's uh and by the way i I, from what i hear and uh he was a little reluctant to take the position but then then bowed to pressure so 
So that'll be on tomorrow's show. And then Friday, really bad ads. Get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. And also, get your entries in for the saddle contest. Go to Horse Radio Network. Click on the on the banner at the top of the page. And uh, either you can just sign up. You don't have to send us a poem. You don't have to send us anything. Uh, but we would like if you would send us a poem or a song. And uh, apparently now Farm Boy is a target. Of, uh, oh, great. <laughs> You notice I'm not playing it again, even though I want to. <laughs> Spade, neuter, and geld. Uh, I'm so, so by myself. I'm so alone now. Once he finds out about this. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. I can't believe you didn't play it out. I just was waiting for it. <laughs> I didn't know. You you were pretty squirmy, so <laughs> I haven't heard you that squirmy in a oh, long wait, time. Laura, I love you for doing this. I love you. <laughs> What's playing it twice? You already played it. <laughs> I love you, Laura. All right, let's talk. Uh, you told me something very exciting that I didn't know, and that Ghost has another season out, the American yes. version, right? Oh my gosh, it's great. Ah, I didn't know that. That's going to be binge watching for Jennifer and I. I think there's like five so far. <sighs> really like it. Oh man, I'm so glad they brought that back. It was such a good show. Yay! I'm so happy. Did you go see yeah. the uh, Black Panther movie? I did. And what you I think? did go see Black Panther opening weekend. I don't think <sighs> we've talked about this, actually. It was really long. It was so long. <laughs> I mean, I just feel... Long. Like, no, this is the longest one they've ever made. It's longer than Endgame, longer than any movies it's ever they've done. And in there, I just, I mean, okay, let me start out saying it was an awesome tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Oh, that, that at the beginning and end where just, if you didn't have tears, you were, you didn't know what was oh going on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't, I'm like, I didn't even know him. Why is that? Why do I cry? Like, I don't know. And, and so it was a beautiful, you know, the Marvel opener. It's really, really cool how they kind of honored him. And the, I like and how that all story- had to be done after because they've had yeah. the script written long before that. I'm sure. No, they didn't. Oh, because they didn't? No, because they, they were going to make a black Panther too, but, he was supposed to be Black Panther. So the whole movie is about him not being there. Have you seen it? Yes. I. Oh, yeah. We went and saw it. Okay. Yeah, well, let's so not give any be, spoilers, though. The first open. Well, guess what? Chadwick Boseman is not in it because yeah. he died of pain. Well, he kind of cancer. is in it in a couple of places, or which colon was clever, cancer. too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was just really that part of it was great. But to me, it was like so much. Everybody sit down and let's talk. Oh. And it was so slow. This is and why just, I don't like Lord of the Rings, because I, I do agree that it was kind of Lord of the Rings-like. Like, when we met the new group of people, uh, we spent a long time in their world, just flo- yeah. just floating around. <laughs> I mean, and, and I did think it was going to be like Aquaman, which it wasn't. It was, like, different than that, so I did appreciate that. But, oh, my God. And I'm, let's skip it. Skip it. Yeah, I know. They could have cut out about a half an hour of just the, the uh, driving around the new world. Um, and, you know, yeah. it kind of reminded me, any Star Trek movie that starts, there's the scene of the brand new Enterprise, because they destroy it every episode. Uh, and they're flying around the new Enterprise, and you're looking at it for like 10 minutes. It's oh, like, I didn't know that. That's yes. Every Star Trek starts flying around a new Enterprise. And you're going, well, it's going to get destroyed in this movie. We're going to have a brand new one next time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do agree with you. I thought it was good. I don't think it was the best Marvel movie ever, but I did think it was good and really good when it came 
to one the tributes and two who became the new Black Panther. I th- I thought all of that was awesome. Yep. I just left there and I was it like It was long. It was very long. Now, we were in one of those theaters with the recliners. Uh so you know Did you fall asleep? No, I did not, but it was very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't yeah, squirming. it was just tough. Like it was just too. How about your son? Did he hang? Long. He agreed with me. Yeah. We liked it. It was a great story, great movie. I'm like, come on, let's go. I need, I need faster. I need less talky. And you know, to be fair, this new episode of this season of Game of Thrones, where they go back, you know, seventeen hundred years. Good God, I fall asleep every episode. I it tried it. So I, much I never talking. watched Game of Thrones, but I tried the new one. The what, What's it called? Um, no, you got to see it. We, Chad and I went back. Before we started watching this, we, we watched the entire Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones again. Well, I what's great is I'd already seen it, so I knew which parts to fast forward through. Like, yeah. nope, I don't want to see that again. Nope, <laughs> that was terrible the first time. See, that's no, what I, I have to do. Just have the fast forward button ready. Yeah, you do, because there's, I don't do zombies, and there's zombies in you know, Game of Thrones, but... This one, it's way before all of that. And there are some cool ties and like some figuring stuff out. But I'm like, so much oh, We tried the uh, the new Lord of the Rings one, uh, which, by the way, I barely got through the Lord of the Rings movies. I just and the, Jennifer read the books and everything. And I just uh, it was just too yeah. boring. Um, but I tried this new series and it just we couldn't get through the first episode. We just we had to give up. I, I did do the episode, the first one, three times. And now I'm like on episode seven and I fell asleep in the middle of it, I think. Did you watch the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? I just saw that this morning and I am watching that tonight. I came in, Jennifer was watching it. I was away somewhere and came into the house and she's like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, no. Is I'll be it interested all to hear the people what you from say. it? She just thought it was a money grab. Oh, you know, the, oh, we got to put a Christmas special together so we all can get paid before Christmas. Cool, <laughs> I'm I'm into that. Like uh, <laughs> capitalism, let's do it. Sell out. I watched about ten minutes of it and I went, "This is the hokiest thing ever." So we'll see what you think of it. That'll be. I will let you know. I, I'm gonna. Wa- we'll watch it tonight. We we have um we have our little light up tree. And our six ornaments that fit on it. <laughs> <laughs> and the one tiny little present wrapped under. <laughs> uh-huh. I did tell you that I did I did um, uh, buy the Horse Radio Network ornament. I did, too. Link you sent me. Yes. I bought lots of them for Christmas presents for uh, people. It was really cute. I hadn't seen it yet until the auditor posted it. Oh, my God. It it's really so pretty. Cute. Yeah. That was really yeah. good. Um, then also, what else would I want to talk to you about TV-wise? Oh, YouTube. So we follow these YouTubers. We're watching a lot more YouTube than we used to. We watch, you know, some of the popular travel shows and stuff like that. But I've weirdly got interested in the one that's called Laura Farms. Yeah, I know. But this is 21, 22-year-old girl who's married and lives in Nebraska. And she took over the family farm and she runs the family farm and it's a crop farm. So, and I guess they have cows, but they never show the cows. Uh, So it's this crop farm and she talks about, and she she went through harvest season and all this stuff that happens. And she has millions of followers, like a hundred million views. And, it's all about farming. But she just, you know how I always say they come for the content and stay for the host? That's the yeah. thing I always tell podcasters. Same thing here. You come for the content, but we, it, I didn't even come for the content. It was farming. But I stayed because of her. She makes it interesting. 
Oh, that's like to me, Darlie Newman. She's just so delightful. Yes. And that's the way this girl is. She's just delightful. And she's a new farmer. She's just taken over. So she's learning along the way too, right? Is it real or is it fake? No, it's real. I've read about her and it's real. Now I think she probably makes more on uh, YouTube than she does farming, but she has the big ass tractors too. The Nebraska sized tractors, you know, with wheels twice as tall as you. Um, And they farm thousands of acres. So it is interesting to see how it all happens on a big scale like hers, which isn't even big compared to some. But yeah. So anyway, Laura Farms, if anybody's into farming or just want to follow. And I don't know why it's mesmerizing watching somebody plow a field. I don't know. Uh, But that just goes to show. To be be fair, Martin Clunes has that TV show Horsepower. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. Huh. So Martin Clunes has a show. I can't remember what where it is. You can where you can watch it, but it's a season. Like, he's a horse guy, and he's a British, very Didn't famous. We have British him on. Actor. We had him on one of the radiothons. Did we? Okay. Yes, we did. Yes. Well, I'm sure Debbie had him on because she knows all those famous people. Um, but he he has an episode about draft horses. And I don't know anything about draft horses and I don't have like a ton of interest in it. But then I started cackling. He has two draft horses and had to send them to trainers. It reminds me of one of our listeners who also had the same situation. And he gets these draft horses and their names are Bruce and Ronnie. And I cackled because it's my mother-in-law and father-in-law's name. <laughs> Bruce funny. and Ronnie, the draft horse pair. <laughs> he, by the but, way, why was so fascinating? Yeah, he was on in 2018. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, with Debbie huh. probably. Monty does a lot of stuff with him. That's funny. Yeah, so there's my TV report. I, You know, other than that, I've been going back through. I never watched FEI the first time around, and I'm mostly watching it because the uh, FEI agent's hot. Uh, that's why I started it. But FEI? FBI. 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 I'm all, all I heard was FBI. Like, no, no, FBI. I'm watching FBI on now, YouTube. I know there's lots of offshoots <laughs> of FBI. I'm watching the original one with the hot girl. Um, and uh, I've, I've gotten into it now. I'm just sticking with it. So, um, hey, does Manifest it. have a new season? Yeah, I don't know. I never, I quit in like the middle of the second or third season, and just I don't know why I quit, to be honest. I got all the way through it, but I feel like there might be a new season because it got canceled, and then I'm like maybe oh, it, it did got get a new canceled. Se- yeah, it did. did we you're ever the find one who told out me why? That. You're the one who told me it just kind of ends and it kind of ends, and there's no, but I don't know if there's a new one or not. Did Did we ever find out why? Maybe that's why I quit, because I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, you know, if I hear, if I'm binging and I hear that the <gasps> series got... Fourth season was out of the question until it was rescued by Netflix and renewed oh. for a fourth season in 2021. Well, the first it. half is available for streaming. Okay, and the second half is being it. filmed. Okay, I'm back! Because Yeah, because I'll bail out. If I'm in the middle of a series and I hear it's quit before there's an end, you find out what happens, I'm done. I'm not going to hang around for another 20 episodes to not find out. So, okay, now I can be back in. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, now I can watch it. I was going to ask you, but clearly you didn't know. Yeah, didn't know. I, I gave up on it when I found out it was canceled. So there we go. And then I just watched Seinfeld at night to go to sleep. <laughs> See, we do that with Big Bang. Yeah. Oh, God, that would never make me By sleep. By the way, the hot girl is Missy Perig- Peregrim. Rolled right off the tongue. (laughs) Peregrim. Missy Peregrim. So, yeah, she's the reason I started it. And then I'm I'm shallow like that. This is another one of those days where there's nobody listening. (laughs) There's not a chance somebody could be listening to this. 
<laughs> I mean, not like I'm not even listening and I'm here. All right, everybody. That's a cue for us to say goodbye. <laughs> that's a cue. We're all bored. That's right. Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now go ride your horse.